number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Coming to you from Pig Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality, Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude, Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up. It's that time again, Tuesday night. 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. It's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. That's us. Coming to you from a secret location in Compton, California. Yep. At a pig's a Z. Hard Z. Studios. Yep. Multiple. There's all kinds of shit going on in here. That's yeah. right. There's a lot of shit going on in here, actually. Yeah. Always shit going on in here. And uh, yeah, man. So uh, number one, fifteen. One fifteen, guys. I thinking about as soon as we hit hundred, I was like, I'm done Fuck with this. Thing. You guys aren't counting no more. I mean, I'm just not coming at this hard. Where they have motherfuckers one one five, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Where you uh, at? Well, let me know Where you we at? Get to like one two three, that would be pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, one four three, that would be pretty cool. I love you, you know, and te- and fucking. We need to do another lucha. Yeah. We need to do another lucha show on one two three. Oh hell yeah! Absolutely. One two three. Yeah. I mean, cool. I mean, this is supposed to be not a wrestling podcast, even well, though there's know, always wrestling about when podcasts. It's, when it's prudent, cool. you know what I mean? Like, you know, WWE got sold. Well, well, I mean, like, come on. Shit's breaking news. I mean, breaking fucking news. Uh, WWE, according to Johnny and Johnny's sources, got sold to the Saudis. Which is wild. I yeah. mean, Stephanie McMahon just stepped down about two hours ago, so maybe she sees a train wreck, and maybe yes. So Stephanie McMahon has just stepped down, resigned, no longer par CEO. It's or, all fucking know, Nick Khan. they came in and were like, look. Her man, dad came in like, get the fuck beat out. It. And she was like, they're like, put it right here. Sign this. <laughs> yeah. Sign this. You know, I was like, uh, out. You about to get paid, ready. though. Well, sure. I mean, you know, she's, yeah, anybody who has anything to do with that is about to make some money for sure. See, but here's the crazy part. As all this shit gets affected from this top part, that affects everything underneath. All the indie stuff, all the indie people that once all these WWE release people, you know, were out there doing shit, they got picked back up as soon as Triple H got uh, put into charge. Start making decisions. Did you stay in charge, you think? Well, well, I mean, this is all... We don't know. Yeah, who knows? Find out now, tomorrow. If I'm the owner, I'm going to start picking them guys I like. Yeah, of course. If you know? I mean, that's yeah, if you But, you know, yeah, apparently what they like is, like, uh, they want Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man again. <laughs> you know? rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, is, one is definitely dead, though. Yeah, Can't do yeah, that. Oh, a hologram. Hey, Vince McMahon. Uh, Vinny. Fucking do a hologram match. Well, not even him. Talk to him. Talk to the prince, man. The prince will have. Oh, that's right. Well, we have our own prince in the studio today. Prince. Mario, you do the great intro, so. Ah. Uh, we want to welcome back. This guy almost spent the night on Sunday. We had him out, and we just had to have him back all over again because it's been so much lucha. Independent filmmaker, this guy, Sam. I, can't, I won't pronounce your last name because I think I fucked it up last night, so I'll have you do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, glad to be back. Uh, again, thanks to Mario for letting me sleep in his backyard. That was great. Yeah. Especially with the flood, man. Yeah, that was, a lot of rain. That was nice. Yeah. A lot of rain. He gave me a tarp, though. That was nice. Oh, see, I'm a nice guy. I don't yeah. care what these people say about me. He took me. it off the bunny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Houdini. But yeah, Sam Schwartz. I'm back in the building. Uh, welcome. Schwartz. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the West Coast. The crown prince of badminton is back. Oh, badminton. Nice. He, the uh, next he, documentary, badminton. <laughs> badminton. Apparently, we did find out that international p- badminton player. Shut up. Nope. 
Really? That's true. What is it called? Uh, shuttlecock? Is that yep. what it's called? I was knocking around that shuttlecock. Dude, uh, is it really called sh- shuttlecock? Yes, it's called yeah. a fucking shuttlecock. I'm cultured, man. Oh, I know okay. Look at all you. kinds of stuff. That's right. Johnny International Man. It's a lot harder than you would imagine. Did you ever try to play badminton? It I, is... my, a friend of mine was on the varsity badminton team at my high school. Okay. And he's like, fuck you, let's play. Uh, fuck you. That shit's no joke. Just like anything that when someone Absolutely. plays it. When they're know, serious about it. When they're serious it. Yeah. about it, yeah. How long were you a serious player? Uh, 2011 to about 2017. Oh, so just like right now. Like yeah. Just a little bit yeah, ago. Yeah, just a little bit ago. How was that? I was cool. I got to travel the world. Sure. Uh, see a lot of different cultures. See a lot of different people. A lot of Asian and, cultures. Uh, Yeah, a lot of Asian cultures. And uh, especially growing up in California mm-hmm. there's such a large um, just Asian population here that you get some really great players here sure. some of the best players that come out of the US come out of California normally I mean of course they come out of other places too but for the most part it all conglomerates in this area so we have the best of everything bro yeah I mean yeah, don't don't, don't, don't happy cows come from California yeah that's right, that's right. And, and good avocados come from California that's why I wanted to the only thing like when you spot a weakness where I was like I could do that so when I moved to Minnesota in 2010, I found out that the Olympic curling team were all just like beer league players. Like these were not trained elite athletes. These were just some beer leaguers that fucking made it through. And I was like, this is it. I'm moving to Minnesota. I can do this. Dog, you don't have to move to Minnesota. Los Angeles has its own curling facility. Oh, do they really? Based out of Vernon, California. They opened about a year ago and it's going to be uh, they host certain things by USA Curling. They're crazy. I've met the guy that runs it. It's an incredible spot. So if you're ever looking to go curl with some friends, you got to get down. See, to California's that looking to take over that too. We didn't like. We didn't have it. We'll take that too. We don't even have. Yeah. We don't even have ice here. We'll take that from take you. That we'll free shit. some water. <laughs> Were there any <laughs> Olympic aspirations? Uh, I definitely had the offer, you know, people were oh, like, shit. people were like, Hey, like, do you want to commit? Cause when you take an Olympic offer, it's like not even from a, just from like coaches and stuff. They're like, you have to do, c- commit like four years of your life to this. Absolutely. And I was like, I already was training, you know, 15 hours a week and it wasn't really cutting it for me anymore. So I decided to go off and go tell the story about Lucha Hell instead, yeah. you know, <laughs> nice. Is that so. when this documentary came about? When you started? When you started uh, no, no, no. This this one uh, started to come about in like twenty. This one. So this is not your first documentary. No, it is not. Let's go. Let's okay. Let's yeah, Let's run back. it back. Let's run it let's back. Let's start. It, let's start your first. Do- How did you become a documentary filmmaker? Okay, so if you really want to know the real story, I, uh, I was in high school and uh, I did this story about bunnies. Super weird, but. It was this uh, place that took bunnies that people didn't want because a lot of people thought that bunnies were like dogs. Turns out they're not. They're like a completely different animal. And people would return them when they didn't want them, which is messed up, but it's just the sad truth of it. And I only had a minute and 30 to talk about this piece. And I was like, there's so much more here, but I couldn't in, you know, high school. So when I got into USC and I got into the journalism and film program, I was like, I want to devote myself to really delving into these incredible things. Um, and so that manifested itself in my first documentary, which was about uh, women's roller derby. Oh, oh nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Circa, based... circa what year? Uh, this was 2019. So as it happened. So but, uh, current roller derby as it's going on yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, super excited. Yeah, super, super cool. Gals based out of uh, Gardena, known as uh, the L.A. Derby Dolls. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, that is not correct. They are L.A. City Roller Derby. Um, you're, you're about to get fucked up oh, in a man, minute, bro. Like, it's confusing. I, I, knew, I knew a girl that did that. Her name was Coach. 
Those are nicknames. Hell Coach? Yeah. I know fine. a fine girl did roller derby too. Yeah. Fine tattooed girls yep. love roller derby. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 and that's uh, and that was my first little dip my toes in the water of Hell yeah. doing that. And that documentary was very fortunate to have aired on Spectrum News One, the local news uh, cast of sure, Southern that California. That channel comes on every time you turn on TV. That's right. That is yep. what is on there. I've been, that that one. So that one got a cool six million views. And Lock, yeah. uh, same with this one. Same same production. Same place. And. You know, just fortunate to be here and be doing stuff like this and making stories that shine lights on these inter interesting subcultures that maybe people wouldn't see otherwise. So this is only your second documentary. Yeah, this is number two. Well, no, third, because you did the bunny one, which was... Well, no, that was only a minute and 30. We're still a documentary, right? Well, I mean, if we want to talk about that, this is probably story number like 40 or 50 for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... <laughs> By that metric, sure. But I mean, in terms of like long form, because this is 35 minutes, right? This isn't, mm -hmm. this isn't no like, oh, this is a minute and 30 about a cute little, you know, bunny event. Again, not cute, but you know what I'm saying. So, do yeah, you do this... everything yourself? Do you do the camera work, uh, the whole night? Yeah. So, this was entirely done by me. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was not, uh, it was hard. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It, Fuck it's yeah. really, really hard. Time um, consuming. Yeah. I probably put in, like, if you were to count the actual hours, like, more than a month's worth, you know, oh, yeah. just yeah. like of 24 hours, you know. Yeah. Um, but I did, I shot it, I edited it, um, I did the color correcting, I did the audio, um, I reached out, Ooh. I made all the interview questions, I directed it, I produced it, um, and then of course I had advisors help me, as all good documentaries do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a labor of love. So anytime I see it, you know, you look at me, I'm gonna have a big smile on my face. Yeah. Why not? It's your baby. So is this what you do now? You're a documentary filmmaker? So uh, after this, I decided to do something that had a little bit more job stability because the life of a documentary filmmaker... This is, this is what I was getting to. Absolutely. Is, yeah. is especially uh, not very secure. Um, so right now I'm working as just an... In, I'm working as a staff videographer. So, Hell yeah. So, and we're working on stuff right now that really mimics the style of documentary and I, I get to go out to their audience and try and honestly shape a landscape that has not really been that open to this style of storytelling. So it's kind of an exciting experience because I get to try something that these people aren't necessarily so used to. Absolutely. And especially now, I mean, you guys look at Netflix, you guys look at Hulu, documentary is in right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And that's cool. You get to, you know, you get to try new things and, and get paid. Right. Yeah. You know, hone your craft while getting paid on someone else's, you know, uh, dime or, or even like, you know, getting new ideas and working with new people. And it just create it just makes your creativity and your product a lot sharper. I'd, I'd like to think so. Yeah. So, but like long term, is documentary filmmaking what you? It's, absolutely. I mean, if you told me like what's what's the end right, goal, you right, know, it's like I would love to be somebody like a uh, like somebody. Have you guys ever seen the CNN documentary series that they put out? Those things are amazing. Mm -hmm. Just like they span, I think, over like ten years, and you yeah. get to see like like they did the ones about the eras, like the '90s, the '80s, the '70s. Those rock. Um, I would love to be on something like CBS Sunday Morning. They have those like twelve minute pieces mm -hmm. and. This is a, it's a little bit longer than 12 minutes, but you know, just stories that don't necessarily take like two years to make, but sure. take longer than a month to make. You know, yeah. I, I want to find that happy medium in between. ESPN's 30 for 30s. Oh God, if I Those could work. Those are so good. If yeah. I could work. You know, if I had a dream, you guys ever seen the uh, documentaries called Untold? They're on Netflix. They did the Manti Teo Absolutely. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did the Malice at the Palace. 
Those are some of the best the mouse, documentaries. The palace is so oh, good. right? Whoa, that oh. is such an incredible Have you seen that one? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's so good. So if I had a dream, it'd be to work there because not only do they tell these really pertinent stories that are large within media during that time, they take it from the perspective of the players, a side that we did not get to see. Sure. And it's so, that's like the beauty of like filmmaking is sometimes you can get a perspective that was unseen beforehand and they've totally figured themselves out in that sense. Mm -hmm. And oh, every time I watch one, I'm just like, this is a masterpiece. They pick such good stories too. It's like, oh man, this is- I, I sometimes prefer watching documentaries over like a movie or, or oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Because not only do you get to watch something awesome, but you also get to learn if you didn't know stuff and like sure. that, getting a perspective of the players uh, might change your idea of what really what happened. What you think happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they, that's, I mean, again, that's just like what makes documentary documentary right. and what makes it great. So it's cool. I mean, you guys got favorite ones probably. I'm trying to think. A lot of those 30 for 30s are dope. Yeah. You know what, you know what I, mean? I was going to ask you from a documentarian's point of view, how do you feel about subjects of, their do of the documentary having any kind of input? into the because i'm of the opinion that if your subject is involved it's no longer a documentary it's a commercial uh, are you saying in like the production like michael jordan oh like michael yeah, jordan yeah, yeah. Had, or like the, the magic johnson one editorial fucking yeah, 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 you know, yeah. control over a lot of that stuff and that's not a documentary anymore now you're making a commercial that this guy like the even my favorite baseball player of all time is Derek jeter i couldn't get through the captain the seven part mm, document yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like just a commercial for his career and like shining him up the whole time and it was like dude this is not a documentary this is fucking a, a shine piece which is fine but yeah. that's not the but same call thing. it what, but but call it what the, it is right that's not the, that's not the same thing 100% no i mean i think it kind of depends cuz like i saw one on netflix about the redeem team you guys see that one? Yeah. And that one, I think it's a little bit different because they had people on it that produced it, but because it was representing an entire team as opposed to one person, I was more okay with that. Sure. Every, as long as everybody gets to have their say and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Michael Jordan one, I'm not going to lie. I loved it. It was you know? uh, It was incredible. Uh, it, I'm was, not, it was incredible. That's great. I mean, sure, from like the ethics standpoint, it's not the most sound thing. I mean, <laughs> what I was saying about the Magic Johnson one, it was like, I think they I think it was, they call me magic. Yeah. It, I mean, it was good, but it's like you so clearly left out like the very important parts of like magic sleeping around or like, you know, like yeah, magic right. being very unfaithful. We'll just skip all that. Yeah, let's stuff. just skip that. I mean, like, again, it's it's more of a commercial, but I think it is important to tell those stories, though, because the younger generations don't know about the history. Sure. And I think you do learn and yeah, maybe your you know perception is skewed, but if you don't look at it as a documentary, but you look at it more as like entertainment, sure. I think you kind of learn to get the right Cause you don't, perception. Also on the other side, you don't get access. If you're like, yeah, no, we're not gonna let you have any kind of input on something like, well, fuck off, I'm not gonna participate yeah. in your shit. You know, so there is the, there is the access part. I get it, it's just a bummer when I'm like, dude, come on. Like you think, especially when like you know the story, it's like, wait a second. You didn't even include the part where the fucking thing happened. Like, you know, get out right, of here. Right, right. So, it, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, for sure. But, but I was going to ask, what do you guys think about when documentaries have the person who's producing the documentary in it? Like, 
Uh, like B-roll where they're like... No, like, uh, you know, uh, the guy Bowling for bowling for oh, Columbine? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Michael fucking what's yeah, his Yeah, Michael, yeah. yeah. Whatever his name yeah, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I think he created that style. That was his style, you know, sure. to be in it. So, I mean, I think it's it's a subgenre of a documentary. Right. Because it's more telling a story. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because even right now, the, that dude, Andrew Callahan, like, I love that Ooh, documentary. Okay, so that, that's what I was going to say. That's, I feel like that's the exception. You know, that style of him, of just shutting, because his thing is just to shut up, though, to just be there and shut up. Yeah. But that, I get it to when, I get when, it's like that cult of personality thing where it's like, I, no, I'm the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about sure. this thing, but it's me talking about the yeah. thing. I'm the documentary, and then we'll deal with whatever subject I'm talking about, as opposed to shining the light strictly on, you know. But then again, it's a vehicle, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if it's a successful vehicle, and you get across the, the, the message you're trying to get across to the people you're trying to get across to, that's cool. Yeah. I just really, I admire that, that you're making documentaries. Yeah, like that, good storytelling. It is... Especially talk about wanting to shine lights places like that is, and especially in something that we that we that we enjoy, right? Like lucha libre. Absolutely, yeah. Specifically this one too, but I was just like, in general, like that you're aiming for documentary filming like that because that is like you said, this is not this is not an easy road to hoe. You know, you know, and it's really it's funny you say that too because you see a lot of people, and I'm you know just people in this world that are like, oh, because like documentary is big now, right? So people are like, oh, I'm gonna go make a documentary, like everybody's going to go make a documentary and they shoot it and they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this thing. And then they get to editing it. It's like, hey, I've got 300 hours of footage. And Let's it's cut like, this down. Yeah. it's like, and then it, the, and then it just stops, you yeah. know? And it's like, it's, it's cool to know that like, you know, everybody wants to do it, but not everyone can do it. Even yeah. say like you're saying, are like only two. I was like two already two. That's fucking incredible. Right. Cause I understand for as, as much of a layman could possibly understand the, what goes on in like making a documentary, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because most people, you know, one guy directs it, sure, one they got guy, a team. They got yeah, a team. and one guy shoots it, one guy fucking edits it, and what have you. But when you're doing it all on your own, that, that's where, it, yeah, that's where it becomes like, oh shit, all right, this guy really wants it. You know what I'm saying? The beginning of this right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have actually a part of the documentary here where it, it kind of like coincides with Steve a little bit. A little bit of uh, the Michelada oh, Rumble yeah. here. That's Let's right. See. We're fucking at a cro- making crossovers like in Marvel. <laughs> the fucking the multiverse of madness. <laughs> oh, good intro music, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that banner. Look at that production right there. Good looking hand. Who did that graphic work, Steve? Oh, look at that hand. Lucha Libre is, it's a fight between good and evil in a ring. The good guys are always going to be the technicos. And then we have the rudos, which are the bad guys, the guys that always want to cheat, lie, and steal their way to the victory. 
<laughs> I would say in some ways it's a little anarchic in what goes on in a Lucha Libre match. There's a fixed ending, but how you get there is unscripted. You need to make sure that you're buying one side. If you're not, if you don't care, that's the worst thing that can happen in Lucha Libre. Marvel from Montana steps into the ring in Seattle for a bit of mayhem with the noted pretty boy of wrestling, Gorgeous George from Hollywood. It's originally an American who brought the mask down. There was a stock character known as like Masked Marvel in the U.S. The Masked Marvel has other ideas, namely to stick his oar in. Killing the to business. This, the ref Look at takes these guys killing the wrestling But he might as well have stood in bed. He took on an old seafaring man. So I like to pretend it was rope. always so serious. So and I was so like, a guy comes look down at the US him. He wants to do a masked Marvel character. But over time, then, the mask takes off in, among professional wrestlers. It's a culture from Mexico. This is cultural. By the way, first and time he, he beautifully shot California. from the Michelada Rumble. Oh, Mexicans that migrated, they just brought their traditions over. So you go to a little mercado or a swap meet, you're always gonna see wrestling masks. And because of that, you respect it. You wanna make sure this is important. This is not something you just take off and throw away all of a sudden like it meant nothing. To me, this pretty much means everything. Yeah, this is me and this is me. It's just that, like everyone, there's two parts of us and I get to actually go out there and just get to experience them, you know, in front of a crowd. Hey. hey. I see you, Mario. Yeah. I, I decided no waiver, by the way. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm looking for me. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're in the crowd. Out there somewhere. When I put on the mask and I enter that ring, I consider it someone else because I could not do that without the mask. I grew up a very quiet, secluded, shy kid. And yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do it without the mask. For some of the wrestlers, then it's this idea that you are hiding behind this—that you're—it's your persona. Um, I think maybe a practical reason might be that then you could go live your life and people wouldn't bother you. Chickens! You know, I support the chickens. Me too. But it also then creates something sacred. And so there is a thing of like the power of the mask, you know, kind of, and it gives it this life, you know, that you have to be careful of. So then the other side is like, you do see a lot of luchadores that don't wear a mask. And that's fine because a lot of wrestlers step into this business without wearing a mask yeah, Johnny. and they're amazing luchadores. I don't think I was here this week. It's just preference. You weren't. I guess you don't like the chickens. I know. Oh, I, well, I, didn't, out. I didn't know they were going to be there. I was never asked to put one on, or nor did I really want to. I felt better just being myself, and I just was trying to, you know, create my own legacy and my own dynasty oh, by just having my face exposed to the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's it's, it's a good stuff. Uh, where do we? Where can we all go see this entire documentary at? You know, if you want to see a little bit more of it, just go find it on Vimeo. It's La Lucha, uh, a Lucha Libre documentary. And uh, it's there. It's 35 minutes. If you got 34, 
You can still watch it. <laughs> now, what did you see? When was the first time that you came in contact with Lucha Libre and made you be like, you know what? I need to tell this story. Was there a specific wrestler? Was there a specific match? Or did you and your buddies go out one time and see it? Or, or... Um, I mean, like we were talking before the show, um, I watched those two TV shows when I was a little kid, Mucha Lucha and uh, El Tigre, mm -hmm. which were both sort of like these shows about, you know, you put on a mask and you become someone different. Um, and I, I kind of just absorbed that by osmosis. You know, I remember the shows, but I didn't really think about that. Um, and honestly, I don't really know what started it. I think, uh, as I said before, like I'm just really into subcultures of uh, Los Angeles, and this felt like a pretty worthy candidate, not only because um, it's so culturally relevant, but it's also so visually pleasing, right? Yeah. So there was this double-edged uh, you know, interest sort, I guess you could say, where it's like, one, it's super interesting, it's super fun to watch, and two, it's really culturally pertinent. Sure. And so together, those sort of molded me to go like, oh, I should tell this story. And, you know, and I did my homework. I looked at, uh, you know, articles and I read uh, scholarly pieces about them. And then I also watched stuff on YouTube. But I mean, I'll tell you what, nothing prepared me for when I was going to be ringside shooting some of this stuff. <laughs> because it's like, man, it's just incredible. Yeah. Mark, can you do me a favor right now? Yeah. You know what I want. Oh, I got you right here, Johnny. Got you right. Watching the chicken. We don't have no fucking chicken music. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have the rights to the chicken music. I'm just saying, I saw these chickens wrestling, and I fucking need to hear the music. You That's chicken. Yeah. Uh, we got people chanting online. Rudos. 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 <laughs> okay, you have. What advice would you give to you? now to start when you're making a documentary what uh ooh, okay uh, making this one or making no, another just one? making a documentary what do you know now that you what how about this what do you know now that you should have known then uh so many things <laughs> uh <laughs> everything i mean seriously you come in one person and leave someone sure. someone completely different um i'll tell you like accidents will happen i think that's kind of the thing and you just kind of have to live with those um like I had, I would said this the other day, I had an entire day's worth of shooting just completely disappear. Ugh. Just like overwrote some other stuff. And I was like, ah, there's nothing I could do. I tried to take it to like a place that could like recover files. Sure. Just no chance. So. And that um, was the best stuff too. Oh, yeah, of I course mean, it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are you kidding? It was, it was so, <laughs> dude, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. He could have retired <laughs> after all that, oh, all that footage. It, um, it being such a Latin thing now, did you find any, um, were you worried like, oh, these, uh, you know, for there to be like some backlash, not even backlash, but like someone just being not letting you in. Yeah. Not like you're you not in. from our world. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a white guy trying to tell our story. Loco. Hey, you the which, cops or what, fool? What you got? <laughs> you writing a book? Which like, just oh, so I'm you know, in, in my opinion, I mean, it's whoever is willing to tell the story, correct? That's the storyteller. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. Oh, I I mean, I got a lot to say on this subject, yeah. so <laughs> sorry for taking up all the air. Yeah, here. Do it. But uh, when I first started this, um, I really had no basis, mm -hmm. and um, I reached out to uh, a scholar within the space, and I was like, hey, I'd really like to learn a little bit more about this. Where Would you recommend that I do so? Because um, I want to make a documentary. And the person basically said, you can't make this documentary. You're a white kid. And 
you know, I think that there may be some validity to that in the sense that I didn't grow up with it. But I still it just in in journalism itself and in documentary filmmaking, I think it's a very uh, close minded thing to say that you only if you you can only tell the story if you're from this community. Sure, if you tell that story from that community, it is still going to be a great story. But if you don't come from that community, I feel like a lot of times you give it more of a broad appeal because you're looking at it as everyone else would look at it. Sure. And I'm not saying I can I can tell this story better than anyone else. I, I told it well, but there's probably someone who can say it, tell it better than me from that community. Uh, they would tell it different. They'd tell it yeah, different, different, sure. Um, and you were willing to tell it. Right. Because it's been around forever. Yeah, like, fuck you. You, you can't make this documentary. Well, who... Where's the other dickheads making the documentary? Yeah. Like, I'm here asking. No, ex exactly. So um, <laughs> I, I personally really hate when people say that because I think that everybody should have the ability to tell the story that they want to tell regardless of who they are. Because you can't change where you grow up. You can't change the color you of your skin. You can be interested in whatever you, you want You know what I mean? And you, if you want to be interested in this thing, you should be allowed to be interested in it. You know? And I think... You know, my personal takeaway is I was really fortunate to get the right people in this story that mm. really represented it well and to take it from the Los Angeles of, uh, <laughs> perspective of Los Angeles, which to my knowledge, to what my research came about, there was nothing about it. Not even scholarly articles talking about what Lucha Libre meant to Los Angeles, right? Sure. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be, of course, it's not a scholarly article, but this is me trying to tell that story because prior aside from like a couple articles here and there, there was nothing visual to that. And I, you know, I don't want to make myself sound like I'm a fucking martyr because I'm not, you know, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm just like, this wasn't, people didn't line up to help you do this. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then once I was, I explained myself and I told people like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And I want to do it justice. Right. I think a lot of people just sort of warmed up to the idea and they were like, okay, like, this guy is going to get 6 million views out of this. Maybe if we, you know, help him out, it'll help tell Lucha and spread Lucha the right way. Wrestling's yeah. like that just kind of also, to where their first answer is always going to be, fuck you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, in like... this day and age, especially when you come from that world, if you're if you're from the live industry, you get fucked, no matter what. Sure. Band, comic, uh, fucking uh, promoters, even even promoters, wrong oh, Don't tease me with <laughs> that! Are you crazy? You know what, Johnny, here we go, here we go, Johnny. <laughs> And, and wrestlers good. get paid dog shit. They yeah, they get they fucking do. bands get dog shit. So when people come out of the woodwork, especially white people that we don't trust already, coming to be like, hey, I want to do something good, and I want to put you in the fucking best positive light. We're like, what the fuck do you want? Why? Yeah, why? Why? I what the fuck? You. Nah, man. Like, so I can see how those defenses come up. Because I mean, I would do the same thing. I would be like. Uh, I don't, I don't know you, dude. Like to let you into my world and 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 whatnot. But obviously, it's amazing that people can, can kind of see the other side of that. Like, yes, we need to get the word out there. We need to be able to kind of, you know, bring awareness, I guess, or you know, just share the culture. You know. Yeah. But, and my question was really from a point of view of like even Latin kids going crossing the other way and not having fear, and you showing that you didn't have the fear in wanting to do this documentary knowing that there might be some obstacles uh what i wanted to show with the question in uh, in honesty in all honesty is you know that you can and you should be able to and you can um cross over and do whatever do it is you want you want yeah. to yeah. you know what i'm saying and you might you might come across some barriers but you're going to come across barriers regardless in anything you do sure. you know what i'm saying 
And if that's going to hold you back from doing something that you love and something that you're very interested in, uh, maybe it's not for you. Yeah, it's not for you. And, and and you know what? All you can really do is um, tell the story truthfully. Um, and I think that that in itself is is what we're looking for, just the truth. And and whatever you do, man, whether you're going to be an artist or or a musician or a stand-up comic, if you're coming from a place of truth and love, I mean, shit, there's nothing you can't overcome. And and that's what I that's what I see in what you did, and seeing what's going on here with this documentary, is um, taking that chance and and understanding that yeah, there might be some. Uh, roadblocks or some haters quote unquote sure. but not allowing that to stop you and going ahead and and making something out of a out of a place of uh really enjoying uh lucha libre and um you a know, good place yeah a good place i appreciate that yeah. thank you yeah i mean i i recently got in contact with a, a friend of mine and uh, they had something really just terrible happen in their life and they decided that their sort of purpose in life is to put out as much love as they possibly could mm -hmm. you know and recently that's just totally like warped my perception of reality because i'm like there's just so much you know animosity yeah, and like yeah. hate out there and it's just like if i'm gonna just live my life i want to do it the right way and it's just like spreading love and Lee. and just showing Lee that passion that. right yeah showing those passions that people yeah. have so i'm glad i got the opportunity to do that honestly Hell yeah super super grateful is there something that you weren't able to tell in this documentary that you are that could possibly create part two mm, that's not, good. Not, not that it would but you know because I'm, yeah. I'm sure that you evolve and you go to other things but are there things that you might have left on the cutting room floor or things that you didn't get to that you're like ah oh, man i wish i would have been able to put that in yeah no of <laughs> so much yeah. right um, you know, like stuff like my main character, Zokre, uh, you know, he had this like very, very beautiful story about how he fell in love with Lucha because like he would cross, he crossed the border and, you know, the only th thing he could do was stay inside and watch Lucha because he couldn't go out on the street, and, you know, out of fear mm -hmm. that, you know, he would get deported, you know, and like, that's like such a potent thing. But I mean, I had to know my audience and my audience didn't unfortunately come to hear his full life story. They came yeah. to learn about Lucha Libre and what that means in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. And unfortunately I had to cut that out because it's just like it was getting too deep into him and the story's not just about him. Sure. You know what I mean? So maybe was... this could be one of those small little 10 minute pieces where it's just yeah. a, sp a, sp a special spin off on just the main yeah, character. Just, yeah. On, no, on that one on that one story. And it, you know, if he's kind enough maybe he'll let me do it <laughs> how much how much time did you spend town at uh santino brothers uh i probably spent like five hours there yeah. just shooting and Man, you know cool. getting the whole thing down those guys I... those are the uh that's where pcw that's the feeder school into there Got it. Yeah. Those guys are good, man. Yeah, man. Those guys Santino are really cool. good. And it's cool because, like, you see, like, you see their faces, right? Like, when you're doing this, and you're like, oh, it's just like average guys, and like some of them are like on stage in masks, and it's like, oh, you would, you just have, you would have no idea. Sure. You know, to everyone else, they're just average Joes on they TV. They become another person. It's crazy. And when you filmed them in Compton, right there, was that where they have all the horses and everything? Mm -hmm. Little farms. Did you yeah. get one of those special drinks that they make with the goat's milk or the... <laughs> what? Yeah, there's this crazy... I think it's picarete, picarete or something. It's uh, tequila, uh, coffee, chocolate, goat's milk, and then they light it on fire. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. And you get this where? Like out in Compton at those like ranches and stuff where they have yeah, the horses no and stuff and have like goats or cows in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they make them. 
What the fuck? Yeah. I want to hang out with you more. I know. Yeah. Man, I've been here fucking 40 plus years. I've never heard of that <laughs> shit. What yeah. the fuck? And, and you can go and buy them. They actually sell them. Just so sell yeah, it like yeah. that? That's go next ahead. week's episode, man. I, you guys are going to get some in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, the flaming drinks over so, here. Because it's so, it's um, High in alcohol non-pasteurized. Coffee? Oh. It, the first one you have, it ain't gonna be. Oh sure. Yeah, it ain't gonna be nice. Raw, I have, I have a friend who's looking for some raw goat milk. You get some raw goat milk. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I have a friend looking for raw goat milk. Yeah, right here in Compton. Sweet. I don't know. Or Ontario. Ontario. True organic yeah. goat milk. A yeah, documentary. She, she wants raw goat milk. Yeah, she's trying to buy <laughs> non-homogenized raw goat milk. Yeah, you can. It's I'm sure you can pull the udder yourself. <laughs> that you. costs extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the only farms accounts. Yeah. But if you want to pull his, he'll let you do it for free. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, did you make your way out to Crash or anything like that in, in Mexico? You know, I, I didn't, unfortunately. Um, well, this is more about Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this is a Los Angeles show. Okay, but, um, yeah. I mean, if, if I had gone, it would have just been as, like, a fan. Okay. You know, because, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no we went out there, and it was yeah. an awesome time. Yeah, go, it was like, a seeing, great time. Seeing Lucha in TJ was pretty fucking cool. My, know, like we had that was we had like blast. second row seats were 40 yeah, bucks. Yeah. And the crowd participation is in a different level. Everyone's yeah. into I mean, it. Even you, the things that this walk around and sell too. They're walking around selling yeah, like well, giant Well, my mom's originally from Mexico City. She was born there, but she was raised in in, in Pencomo, Guanajuato. But as a kid, these these wrestlers, these luchadores, uh, uh, Blue Demon, uh, Santo, they were heroes of theirs. Sure. And they were, I mean, and they really were passionate. And when we were there, there was a little kid, a little girl, like yelling at the Rudos and, and you know, whatever. She was into yeah, it. she was into it. Her mom was into it. And I was like, and it just gave me a little insight to what my mom would have probably been doing at, sure. when she wasn't at the, you know, uh, Luchella and th- and you know they did movies and they did TV shows and they and you know they those were the superstars of Mexico. Oh yeah, and uh, you know that I got that. Si- I uh, I'm not gonna say I got the same experience because that's you know not even close to accurate. But I got a very similar experience when I was in Compton at that local show. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! It was like like mom, dad, daughter, son, all just screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. There just like is for something these things. so cool about like neighborhood wrestling like that where yeah. it's just it's like we're like literally a backyard or whatever and it's just like everybody's here everybody including the people in the ring everybody's here strictly because they love this shit like there's yeah. no you know what i mean there's nobody here that's getting anything out of this these fools are getting a hot dog and a handshake or in uh lucha they're getting like t- tacos and a handshake you know Goat's like, milk and, a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> and every like and seeing the neighborhood like is man that is what even uh talk to lucha, lucha yeah. man that is that's a neighborhood show right there that is so fun at that bar and everyone's yelling and you get to see you know uh jack cartwheel oh, jack uh, little cholo all yeah. these guys come out and you know up up close and it, it's it's fun man it's really fun even lucha baboom uh you know our boy Morrow is involved in over there Woo! a lot now and uh even that show is awesome you know people get people go and um, have a great time, man. Have a great time. Just having some beverages and the spectacle yeah. of it. The it spectacle. Is. That's what it is. 
Guys, and you guys, have, you can have a great time on the 8th and 9th of February. Oh, you can get your tickets right now. These are at- the shows, too. Like, if there's a, if you've never been to a Lucha Vavum show, the, the Valentine's Day shows Whoa, are that's like That's where it the, started, I think. Right, it did start yeah, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Like, it, like, Valentine's Day show it's is the show. The like, this, the is, year. this is the one. So, yeah. So come get your out, ass guys. down here. Oh, you got some fucking flyers right yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, some Romanticos. Pasión de Fuego. That's right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Shit. Said properly. Pasión de Fuego. Pasión de Fuego. See, I, I want to make out with some chick like that with a mask on, bro. Hell yeah. You, you know want to wear the mask or she wears the mask? Both of us wear a mask, bro. Yeah. It's just like, all right, I want to make all your fantasies come true. What do you want? I right, hold on. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> What mask would you choose? I mean, oh, that's a great question. Probably, I mean, what mask would you choose? You, a Santo. Like, you can't go wrong with just fucking yeah. the Santo mask. You know I mean? Especially if you be banging chicks. Like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a mask that you would choose? Which would you choose? Mm, uh, I guess it would depend on the activity. Uh, <laughs> you know, because, like, if you did, like, Penta's mask, it goes, like, all the way down to here. Yeah. It's like, you could do something with that if you need to. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm such, I'm so biased, but I, I probably have to say Zokre. You know, he's, yeah. he's Zocre just, mask? he's my guy. You know, yeah. it's okay. like, yeah, I was, it, I was thinking Blue Demon or, or, yeah. or Penta. You know, sure. throw that big old Cerro Miedo on him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not scared of this pussy. I'm scared of this shit. <laughs> Bring it. I don't, th- I don't think I would actually pick a, a wrestler just so I wouldn't disgrace what I'm about to go fucking do. But, but at least I, this was but, outside of making your own mask. I'm just saying, like, at least any mask that you have the whole mouth cut out. <laughs> like, like Mr. Wrestling Three, he's got his whole mouth. Just cut anything out. with the mouth cut out. Could I mean, he? I think Zokra's mask is like yeah, the whole yeah. mouth is cut out. So anything like crazy that. Crazy chick, I can so see more on the crazy chicken yeah, mask. So that, they, <laughs> so that you can, your mouth can crazy open puerco. up. Your, your mouth can open up wide enough for that dick. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Johnny was gonna say a crazy chicken's mask with the theme music. Oh, that I mean, that would be. That's, I mean, now you're making me rethink all my choices. You know what I mean? Like, do over. No, like, I don't have that much stamina. No, though. I make no. love. I can't have that kind of crazy chicken fuck. No, you walk out and the song comes on, and you come in with the mask, <laughs> bouncing on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Who some, is your favorite? Wrestler? I had some top rope moves. Heck yeah. I mean. God, that's a. That, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, my favorite wrestler that I came across in this film. Perfect. I think, I think that's a. Or I'll give you a few that I come, came across in this film because I don't, you know. Um, from the local show, there was some guy named uh, El Dragon. He was crazy good. Oh my God, just watching this guy. It's like you. Sometimes you can tell when they have it, mm-hmm. just like the it factor. Yeah. And he just had it. And it was just like, I was filming, but I was like, I don't even want to film right now because he's so talented. Um, and he's based out of Mexico. Uh, they flew him up or drove him up for that fight. Um, and then from that, the first show that we saw, oh, well, we actually didn't see it, but the first scene is uh, the first show at the Republic of Lucha, the backyard mm-hmm. show. Um, man, watching the Fly Guys or the- Top Flight. Top Flight. Oh, Top Flight. Top Flight I'm never going to get that team. right. Top Flight. They were, they are just you know that you know who so they are, talented. Steve, right? Dante you know Mark on, on a, they're on AEW. Dante Mark oh, yeah, and his yeah, brother, yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just like because I was talking with uh, Zokre about this, and it was just like they sort of totally embody the more acrobatic style yeah. of lucha, and the, and you know he says it himself, like they're doing it right, and they just they're just like on the ropes every freaking move, and it's like how do you like have the stamina? How do you keep doing it? How do you keep nailing it? Like. 
So yeah, from from my two, like the two that I discovered, definitely. But I mean, if I'm gonna say like, I'm gonna obviously pay homage to like my boy Superboy. You know, he yeah. he was super helpful to me, and then I you know I watched his stuff, and he was like a legend, right? Yeah. So. By the way, a friend of uh, of the West Coast and the Michelada Rumble, he couldn't make it out tonight. We invited him to come hang out, but he's uh, one of the announcers that's almost all the time announcing the play-by-play action for uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Michelada Rumble. Uh, Steve, we actually uh, rewounded the, uh, the the file if you want to check out the high-flying action from this doc. To a completely different zone. It's like drinking 10 Red Bulls without having to drink 10 Red Bulls. It's like an adrenaline spike and rush that goes through your body. It's cultural. Johnny Puto. Yeah. Tradition. It's evolved over the last 100 years. There are legends about it. There's so many different layers to it. Right and I That's how beautiful so is that shot? Pleasing. This is my escape. This is me getting to put on a different hat. This is what molded my life to become who I am now. Lucha Libre really gave me my life. To lucha is to fight. And I will continue to fight. What a fucking cool beginning. When I went, that place is so fun to go see a show. Uh, Mario invited me to come out the last time, and I, but I, and I'd never been to the store. Mm-hmm. And when I was walking, I go, "There's no way it's here." Yeah, it's not. You know, because I'm just like walking around. There's nothing. You know, you just see like regular ass Pasadena Street, and then it's like you hear a little bit. Here, like, and it's like I'm, we follow that noise, and you turn down the alley, and then it's just all. You go back there, there's fucking 400 people back there. And it's like, where did all these people come from? All Lucha fans. Dude, it's so fun. That, that, that's another that's another very neighborhood show. Like, you know, who would think they could do that in South Pasadena? They make it happen. Yeah, dude. And it's crazy how wrestling did. I mean, at least in my eyes, it had dropped at, sure. down for a while. You know, and then all of a sudden, I remember before the pandemic, when we were starting this whole podcast, Johnny's like, Dude, there's a resurgence coming. Wrestling's coming, man. And then the pandemic happened, and it sort of just stopped everything, of course. And then uh, after we came back, Johnny was like, watch, that bitch is still coming. Yeah. And it has. It it just seems to be everywhere right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And that's that's so cool. I mean, like, just like we were talking about before we started this thing, like, there's a Marvel Lucha show now. Yeah. Yeah, which you know is what fucking I mean? super fucking cool. I have no idea what's going to... I hope it's good. I have my fucking doubts. You know I, what I mean? No, but no, I'm no, going they, in open-minded. They, they, you know? they got they got wrestlers from AAA. I saw that. So, you know, like... They, like yeah, so, like, that. the wrestling is going to be good, whether or not the story is good. Sure, that's okay. right. Yeah. Which is you the know? most important part, like, yeah. in wrestling. Like, the, the most true. important part is the storytelling. So, it's like, you better... Yeah. Better do it. 
better do it right. I mean, if it's bad, what do you do? You just turn off the audio and you just watch the rest. Sure. I mean, hopefully there's like a <laughs> play some couple, classical music couple, in the background. Yeah, huh? A couple cool characters or something would be. I mean, you've you know, seen those old awesome. those old uh, um, Santo movies and stuff. Some of the acting was horrible. Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. just because it's so old school that it gives it that yeah. vibe. I'm you just know? hoping they can fucking. Like, I don't even know what you have to go through to get. A, a wrestling show on Disney Plus. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, how does that happen? You know, so it's well, like, that just don't shows. Fuck like, it up. Like we were talking, that just shows the growth and and you know that wrestling is fucking huge. Yeah. It's so big that Disney bought into it. The mouse has bought it. Yeah, I, I hope we don't have like a Mickey Mouse with the lucha mask. I mean, you know. That would be pretty sweet. There's probably a wrestler. I don't know what kind of does that. I don't know what kind of mask Mickey would wear, but like a T-shirt of just Mickey mask, a Mickey Mouse in a mask with those little red shorts, but he had like a red, (laughs) it was like a singlet instead, and he's fucking like ready to go. Nah, man, I would be into that. (laughs) Johnny just got fired up. Yeah, (laughs) I would be. Well, I never even could. I never even considered that. Like. Now I'm into it. Like, now he's gonna be. He's I'm gonna, gonna get start. You better copy better. Copy I'm right start, that. I'm gonna start booking characters and stuff. Like in my mind, what if they were wrestlers? What's their gimmick? Like all all through Disney, it's like it's goofy. Gonna, all of them. Yeah, all of them. We're getting a cartoon show. I yeah. just fucking. Uh, it just happened right now. You heard it. Better copyright that before the mouse takes it. Oh, it's theirs. Don't worry. No matter what, any thought you've ever had that has to do with Disney, they own it already. Yeah, we got uh, DJ Killanoise in the chat. Yeah, you got to for sure. They got a Mickey Mouse, just like oh, a, yeah. my, like Santana Jackson. Do you ever? Yeah. Did, you, did you did you come across Santana Jackson on your travels? No. Santana Jackson is a wrestler who <laughs> who dresses up like Michael Jackson. It looks like it looks like a Michael Jackson yeah. impersonator, and is dressed out of like uh, like Thriller era Michael Jackson, right. and then during the match. As he does, as he's doing his shit, he comes out and he's a werewolf. Oh no way! And then he chases the guy around. They do a werewolf thing, and then he does a moon uh, moonwalk DDT and pins it's the guy, great. and that's the whole fucking match every time. Does he, does he do that moonwalk elbow drop? Yeah, he does. Yeah, moon, he does all yeah. kinds of moonwalk stuff. There's, yeah. there's a. Uh, uh, no, he does the thriller. Yeah, he does that. Like yeah. how Jack Cartwheel does cartwheels. Yep. This fool does Michael Jackson Hell stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he does Wait, thriller shit. Jack Cartwheel yeah. does cartwheels. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a great match. <laughs> Jack Cartwheel versus Santana, Santana Jackson. Hell yeah! Book it. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you have that power. Yeah, you have that power. Yeah, you got, you got the pencil, man. May twentieth. <laughs> Come on, we got Jack Cartwheel versus Santana Jackson for the title. Oh Ooh. shit! You who's, heard it here who, first. Who's your current champion right now, anyway? Aguaman. Oh, Aguaman. Oh, a triple right. threat. Ag- Aguaman and Jack Cartwheel and, and Santana. Santana Jackson. Oh Jesus! Doctor Maldad has he retired. retired. Yeah, but. He's gonna fight one more time in Chile Rumble. <laughs> not as Doctor Maldad. As Doctor Maldad. Did no he say? Way. Yeah. He is such a wrestler. Where he retired five minutes ago, and he's like, "It's my return." I'm gonna put no. <laughs> I told him. I said, "You can't. You've been with us since day one. There's no way you're gonna retire anywhere else but Michelin Rumble." Sure. So that was his. Um... That was his Lucha Lucha Baboon retirement. retirement. His retirement retirement. His true retirement. Man, so we got Dr. Moldad's retirement match, a triple threat between Aquaman, Jack Cartwheel, Santana Jackson. God damn. We're doing a lot of rumble is fucking. (laughs) It's going to be its own show. We're not even going to have it at the rumble, man. 
fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex just got replaced as the booker, <laughs> man. Yeah, he just got, he's just done. Oh, so I got a question for you guys, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I know this is your question, show, but I, you mind if I no, have it. Yeah. ask? So, I, you know, I I always like to ask this, um, especially because you guys can tell that you guys are really passionate about Lucha. But, I mean, if we just want to go around, like, I'm super curious what, like, Lucha means to you guys. Like, what does it mean to you? You know what? As a kid, um, well, I started watching when Hulk, Hulkamania just had come on the scene. And I really believed some of the shit he was saying, like, say your prayers, take your vitamins. Your vitamins yeah. Like, it, and it pumped you up. It gave you that little bit of positivity, uh, you know, on a Saturday morning, you know, if you're a kid, and I've always been an overweight kid all my life. So, you know, you go through your own little struggles day to day. And when you have the hoaxer telling you you can do whatever you want, be whatever you want, it's sort of, you know, you feed into sure. that kind of shit, you know? And so I, that's what I took from wrestling. And then growing up, getting older and hearing the stories of my mom, whenever I get to go to something like Tijuana or wherever, I I sort of get a glimpse at, at her life. When I saw that little girl yelling, I just imagined her. And I think now, since she's passed, those are the moments that I can reconnect because I can see her in those moments. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's evolved as a child, as a kid, getting that you know, oh fuck yeah, wrestling's awesome, uh, and and it and it you know helping you just go through life. I guess some people do music, some people uh, have you know other other avenues to get that. I, I would say that you know the Hulkster, you know, and then everyone else, you know, everyone else that wasn't there. Because I sure. mean, as soon as the Hulkster was there, me. The honky tonk man, the you know Jeff Jarrett, the Macho Man, the Killer Bees, the you know everybody, and it was just so awesome to see all that stuff. But yeah, that's what it that's what it it means. Yeah, and then I get to spend a lot of time. Like I've spent more time with these guys because of Lucha outside of the studio, for sure. And then we get to enjoy that, you know, whether it's in Santana, TJ, and like hanging out with them, man. It's you know I enjoy it. I don't do it enough. I don't do it enough. So. Lucha specifically, like Mexican masked wrestling, is such a Los Angeles thing to me. Like that's one of the things, or even like a Southern California, like and this is ours thing to me. That, but that's why I'm so happy that like the documentary is about specific like L.A. Lucha because it really is like one. I didn't see like you talk about not being able to see the forest or the trees. I moved away. And was able to turn around and look at Los Angeles and like see, and it was like, oh shit. And like one of the things that's very specific to here is a lucha culture. Like that's not, that's not everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure around there, I'm sure there's a lot of, especially Southwest, yeah. you know, Southwestern parts of this country, but it's ours. You know what I mean? They're, they, 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 they may travel there to go do that shit, but it's ours, you know, and they, it's very, I like that. I like that a lot. But wrestling in general, what it's meant to me is it was always something. It was the first thing that I knew I knew more than people about. Because there's people that like struggling with, is this real? You know, like you're stuck on that. Like I knew one second into watching this that you know something was up. <laughs> yeah. I was like the only way you could ever, if you've ever experienced real violence, you understand that this is not real violence immediately you know and like but getting to know like how does this work 
what is happening? Like I knew something's happened, but I didn't know what it was. Like, how does all this shit work? And then seeing like, seeing them talk to each other. It's like, oh, what the fuck was he just saying? Cause you see like when they grab their hair, they put their heads next to each other. It's like, all right, oh, he was just telling them what's what. Or like being able to like watch it like that was odd. That's been my favorite part of fucking wrestling since forever. Like that part of it. As ever, as everyone's answering their question, I can see how they're, it's multi-part, and I can kind yeah. of see why. Because I was kind of struggling. How am I gonna? How am I gonna answer this? But growing up as a kid, I got to watch with my cousins or whatever. It was entertaining. Grew out of it. I started re-watching with my dad. It was a way for us to connect and start hanging out. There were some medical issues, you know, been in the hospital. Once he got out, I was able to take him to his first live event. I took him to WWE Raw here at Staples Center. And holy fuck, did he light up. And I started getting into the wrestling. Like, okay, cool. I'm watching. I'm kind of getting into it a little bit. Now I'm, I'm watching with him on TV. I'm starting to get caught, caught on the stories. And I know it's not real. I've been a fan before. And I stopped watching like from the 90s and shit, like way early on. And I got caught. I'm like, fuck. Got this, you. This is entertaining. Like, and I forgot, like, it's always been there. Never go, never sure. been anywhere. Since, it's been there. Since the invention, even before television, but as television. Wrestling and porn have pushed pushed technology. I've always been on the cutting edge of when there was television, wrestling was one of the very first things that was on television a lot. Luthez was a fucking giant star. Like, because they needed things to put on and wrestling was already happening so they could put it on there. VCRs, porn and wrestling. Like that, cable. Trading tapes. Cable, porn and wrestling. The internet, porn and wrestling. Like all of these things is just uh, subscription services where I knew... That streaming was gonna be like that's where that's how it's gonna happen. When WWE was like, all right, we're gonna have our own streaming service. It's like, okay, that's where everything's gonna go because that's what happens every time, and that's for sure what's happened. Like it has been wherever there's a a, a, a place to be, uh, social media. Like before Twitter was fucking Twitter, Twitter there was like Zack Ryder getting over on fucking Twitter, like making things happen, like making social media happen. Like it's always been, they've always been at the forefront. They always will be. I remember one thing when we started talking about wrestling. I remember you said, Johnny, uh, some we're talking about it being fake or not, and you're like, you know what, wrestling is wrestling's wrestling. You're judging it wrong. Yeah, you look at like people that their arguments against wrestling are always things that have nothing to do with wrestling. Like you're judging it by what you thought it was or what you hope it to be, not by what it actually is. You know, like once it's like when you said you couldn't help but be a fan. Once you're in there. And seeing it and being there, there's nothing to not be a fan of. You know, there's nothing to not be a fan of. It is incredible. You get it, gymnastics, you get heavy fucking dudes flying all kinds of places, and you're into people getting hurt. I mean, that's the best spot for that shit. Like, like it's insane. And then another thing too, we had talked about. Johnny always says uh, that wrestling is like a relationship. You're always trying to put the other one over, yeah, make, make them the look, other person look better. Yeah. And, that, and when I started seeing it like that, I was like, oh, man, that, that's really true. Because my job is to make you look good. Your job is to make right. me look good. And if and if we did that in society, if we did that just in general, how much love would be out there? You, you know what I'm saying? Too, not even enough, but still. Too, too much. It would be like we're overwhelming love. If, I was, if my goal was to make you look good, you look good, you look good, and you were doing the same, Come on, bro. The trust and respect that has, you, that yeah. exists during wrestling, like if that was just how everybody treated each other, Dude. it would be way better. Heck yeah. 
This would be called Love Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, it's still time to rename it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing we Short always... Down. Yeah, every time, like... I I just came in one day with the name and we just went with it, not even thinking about the length of the damn name. And then after a while, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because you thought of a fucking shorter name. My whole thing was this guy was coming for professional radio. Cool, he knew best. <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I I've never been on radio. This motherfucker has. Like, let's go with it. And I'm like, now that I'm typing everything out all the time, like, did oh, he not fucking type this shit this out shit all the time? Homie, no. ask out, dude. You can't. <laughs> it was. Just, do you know what? It was just. Uh, I don't know, man. It I just think- hit. Well, I, the thing is just because also as 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 we were going through the whole uh, evolving of the show, it was just one day and it was just like, fuck, man, you know? And after that, we just fucking, we have you on here, bro. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no, we have guys like you. We Everyone that we've ever had, man, it, it's been a joy and it's been awesome. Because we always try to get across. That's why I asked you about, you know, the hurdles that you may have had or not. Because we always want people to, out there to listen to the show and realize, like, we're bringing people on here that are living their dreams, that are pushing, that are on their way to live their dreams, that are that that have failed, that have succeeded, and are continuing to to make the move. Johnny goes on stage every week, every day, almost, and, and continues to 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 push for what he wants to do. Mario is constantly out there buying stuff, upgrading, and becoming the best he can. In, in this in this realm and also producing Lucha now with Lucha Vavum. And we have someone like you that continuously is just honing their craft. And I just want people to, to be out there listening, knowing that you're not the only one that's struggled. You're not the only one that has hurdles. You're not the only one that's, that's met roadblocks, that's had failure. We're all there, bro. And we're letting you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's hope. There's 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 success and and it's possible for every single one of you because it's been possible for all of us and everyone we bring on. You couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because you know, I've lived it. I've lived it. I've lived my dreams and, and I continue to. I'm here with these guys, man. I enjoy them. I enjoy meeting people like yourself every every time I come on a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? And listening to people and what they're doing because you want to know something. Every time I hear like a story like yours, like oh, dude, I wish I could do documentaries because it's so interesting. You know what I'm saying? Every time I have I've a- resisted my overwhelming urge to be like, I have an idea for some documentaries. Like, you know what I'm but I guarantee you, that's what people run up to. My I bet you, you know, what you should make a documentary about. I got an idea. But it's the same yeah, thing when we have bands. You know, <laughs> we have bands in here. It's like oh, I wish I was a rock star. Like it just excites me and, and it makes me feel good when I. When we have people in here and they talk about what they've gone through and, and you know, finally making it and, and getting out there and doing their thing. You know, I always say, and I said this on the last show, but um, I always say that other people's passions are my passions. And uh, it just it warms my heart and it makes me so just happy to know that I'm in a space, you know, in my life and not only and just here right now where I'm sitting with people who are very passionate about what they do and you can hear it in their voice. I mean as a documentary guy, someone who listens to audio and sees it on people's faces, like, that's it for me. Like, that's that's the thing, mm-hmm. right? To see somebody's, like, just excitement when they're talking about something that they're really passionate about. Like, you talking about, like, helping people realize that there is struggle in this life and that, you know, we all have to deal with it and we'll eventually get over it. Like, you're, you're passionate about that, man. And that's, like, that's so beautiful to hear. And, like, listening to him just <laughs> shoot the shit all the time. And it's, like, you know that he loves what he's doing because it's, like, 
you just you can tell like there's certain things you can't even like say but you can hear it yeah you know and you can see it so and same with this guy of course i mean yeah he's here every day. I mean, he I puts like in shit. the work bro he exactly. puts in the work you know yeah, look at this fucking place yeah gotta everyone put in the that work. comes in here is always like damn this is dope and it's just mario's work and, and we talked earlier before you even got here about people wanting to be here and put the passion and put the work in and you know what? Um, you have to come from a from a from from a place of love to be able to come here every day and be willing to put your time and your effort into something. You know, and and then you know, thank you for doing this lucha libre yeah. Uh, yeah, documentary. Sure. It was awesome, and yeah. thank you for sharing, man. I I mean, you know, you get to you talk to people, you get people's numbers. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll let you know. Blah blah blah. Shit never happens. Thank you for actually letting me know, and I've been able to. Spread the word around the lucha community, trying to get people involved. I mean, keep telling, you know, I'm gonna keep telling everyone about it until we all see it, dude. But it's yeah. a great piece. No, I mean, and that's and that means a lot just it's to know piece. that I got some advocates in my corner, you know, pushing something that you know is a representative of me. You know, of course, it's not actually me, but it's a representative oh, of me in in the very like figurative sense. Yeah. What was really awesome is that it was everything that people, all the shows that we've already been to and shows that I personally all worked at. And I'm like, holy fuck. I, I didn't catch you at the Vavoom show or, and, and, and obviously I didn't go train with the, the Santino Brothers uh, spot, but it's all local stuff and it's all the people that follow in the same circles. So it was really cool to kind of fuck yeah, like this shit's being highlighted, Shine being showcased. Shine a light. Next, next day I'm gonna see some Compton Mania shit out there. Yeah, so, yeah. Compton Mania. You guys ever been to a posada out here? Yeah. Oh, man. No, uh, no, the wrestling posada. Like a oh, wrestling. Oh, posada. <laughs> no, that's I a mean, like the 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 Mexican posada. No, 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 no. I mean, it was a Mexican posada, but it was a Mexican posada with wrestling. Lucha. Oh, okay, no, that, that's 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 what you guys gotta find out here because yeah. those things, oh, crazy. I mean, they get there at like like a one at one p.m. They eat, they drink. And then, like, right as the sun goes down, they have, like, five lucha bouts. Oh, so cool. So cool. Maybe, I can, maybe we can yeah, do one of those. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Posada, but, you yeah. know. Next, next week, you'll Rumble. Lucha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> May 20th. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, thank, thank you for so being much. here. And you know, it's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast every Tuesday night, oh. 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure to check him out. Make sure to check out the doc. Make sure to follow us. West Coast, we're on everything. We're on Facebook, YouTube. We're on fucking Twitch. That's right now. It's on Twitch. Yeah. We're, we're on Twitch. Uh, Probably. Only fans. I don't know. <laughs> we're on it all. It's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Uh, what about oh. the... Don't forget to check out House of Chingasos. Oh, correct? yeah. We didn't do that. Yeah, House of Chingasos. Yeah. Go check out their website. Go get your wrestling-inspired merch by them. Got this Blue Demon Jr. shirt. That's dope. And make sure to use the link on our bio on Instagram, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. We should have done that at the beginning. You guys are For terrible. some... Uh, percentage off. But not and me. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, not you, but yeah. fix it in post. Put it at the uh, beginning. Yeah, we'll put it. <laughs> this is all live. Yeah. Uh, That's why we're the number one live yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it next week, guys. We'll get it next week. Sorry, Bye, Grito. Bye. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> affiliates. <sighs> Horrible. Thank you, guys. The number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Love Podcast. <laughs>
coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California, featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores, comedian extraordinaire that dude Johnny C, and Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up. 